Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. What's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. So glad to have you here with us for another awesome episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, one of the best parts of our student experience here at the Speaker Lab is the coaching that is integrated into our programs. And our team has the experience and expertise that it takes to help our students gain confidence, clarity, and follow that clear path to their own speaking success. And so during our Coaches Corner podcast series, you're going to have the opportunity to hear from our Director of Student Success, Mary Alice Goldsmith, and a member of our coaching team. So whether you are at the very beginning of your speaking journey or or a well-seasoned veteran in the industry. Regardless, our coaches are meeting you where you're at and equipping you to take you to the next level. So I'm gonna hand the mic over to them and I know that you're gonna love hearing from our coaches. So let's get right into it, enjoy. So welcome to the Coach's Corner. I'm blessed today to be with our wonderful and fabulous coach, Nanette Hitchcock. How are you today? I'm good. Really, really excited to be here. Yeah. I always love talking shop with you. And um, today is a really great topic because it's something that ha- comes up more and more and more and more. Um, and so we're going to be talking about developing a dynamic workshop. And I'd love to know from you in terms of like workshop experience, can you share with our audience what some of your experience about building a dynamic workshop? Yeah. I love the workshop space um, because it's a deep dive into the culture. It's a little more tactical. So you're showing people really how to work through the how to get to the place of action and, and the model and the methods. And you really do a deep dive into hearing from the others. And, and it's a workshop. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're working together to collaborate around a topic and, take some ownership and translate that into actions. And it's just more of a deep dive space. And I have successfully used that in my business as a stream of income for years. Love that kind of presenting where you can kind of do a deep dive in the organization and see that translation. So I love the workshop space. Yeah. So let's, let's, um, you and I have a lot of experience in the workshop space and like really creating, I always like whenever I built out a workshop, I'm like, What's the journey, right? Like, where am I taking them so that when they leave, I've exposed something and they have the solution to that something, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so it it has to be really well thought out and there has to be a beginning, middle and an end for a Mm -hmm. workshop. It's kind of like any book you write or any movie you write or any keynote you write, right? So, but what is the difference? And I love how you say the how, because we talk about this with our students a lot. When it comes to a keynote, it's more of like, we always um, liken it to like snorkeling on top of the water mm-hmm. and you could see what is down there, but the workshop is more 
uh, scuba diving and you really get into the nuances of what's under the water. So talk a little bit about um, the difference between workshop and keynote. Yeah, that's a great analogy, actually. I love that, Mary Alice. You just come up with these off the top of your head, which is great. (laughs) So, you know, there really is a difference. And I think it's important to realize the difference because they both can create really solid streams of income for the speaker's business. Um, But I think it's important to understand that these are channels where they're going to be, you know, communicating their message in different ways. And it's important with those that are hiring you to ask which one they're looking for. I remember early on in my career years ago, because I've been speaking about 20 years, I didn't clarify this and went into a situation that looked like a workshop space, was smaller in nature, had everyone at round tables, but they were expecting a bigger picture. They were expecting stories. They were expecting it to be that bigger picture kind of keynote. And so that was some of the feedback I got. I learned from that and went forward to understand the real difference between these two. So a keynote needs to be that bigger picture. And a lot of times it comes out of the content. If they have really looked through a grouping of content, really built that out, crafted a lot of content, then they need to stand back and look at what is the bigger impact of what they're trying to communicate. What is it overall that they're driving their audience toward? What is the bigger picture here? And that keynote supports that. It's that bigger picture of a picture of what could be for their Mm -hmm. audience, that transformational space. And I love it because it's very inspirational in nature. It's supported by stories and and really, you know, flows through to a, a conclusion of a picture of what could be for the audience. So the audience is inspired to action, but they it might pivot that audience. They may have come in with one mindset and they leave with a whole different mindset. It gives them, you know, it takes them to a place of motivating them and inspiring them in a different way than maybe they came in. Mm-hmm. And then the the workshop then is a great funnel for the keynote because when you deliver on that big picture, then people want to know, okay, well, how do I get there? You know, what's the, what are the particulars of this? What's the more tactical method to get me to that place where I can have this kind of culture or this kind of outcome or this kind of picture of what could be in my life? And so the workshop allows you to deep dive with them. It's still inspirational in nature, but it's definitely more tactical, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think um, a, a good way for people to get a visual of this, like when we walk through helping our students create a keynote, we say to them, what's the main idea? What's a story to pull the emotion out of this main idea? And then how can we transition them to the next point? And then at the, or, you know, uh, before we transition, sorry, what's the key takeaway? Like, what do you want them to do with this information? So it's more of this, here's what it is. Here is how I've experienced it as a speaker, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and it's not necessarily I, 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 but a story to back that main point up and then one or two critical takeaways that they can, can use. But the workshop is almost like, um, it's almost like 
explaining to a child how good vegetables are for them, right? <laughs> That's like the keynote. These are really good for you because of ABC. Uh-huh. And then like jazzing up that veggie and having the child eat it so they can actually experience it, it mm-hmm. and understand uh, through their senses why this vegetable is so delicious, right? Kids eat your veggies <laughs> and ask a like, hundred whys in the exactly. mix of that, you know, cause exactly. the child's going to say, why mommy, why is this good right. for me? Why? And this gives a space to ask why. Totally. And the workshop is like that, right? It gives the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the audience members that opportunity to raise a hand and ask why and what and how and, and where, and, and all of that. And then to be able to take 10, 15, 30 minutes to actually deep dive into that experience in the moment and then be able to come back and say, wait a minute, why, what, where, how, again, and really be able to walk away, not only emotionally inspired, but but strategically sound on what they're going to do with this information. Yeah, 100%. And I think this is a good place to put um, you know, to, to explain that you need to really kind of understand the nature of your workshop, uh, meaning there's different types of workshops out there. And and the space that you create is is kind of conducive to each one, meaning some are just training based. You've got a skill to teach. You've got knowledge they need to learn if they're being onboarded and a variety of other things. And you just need to go through a slide deck. You need to give knowledge Mm -hmm. and they need to absorb that knowledge. And then how is that going to play out to how they translate that? My workshops are coaching in nature. So I established this from the very beginning where I said, you know what? Mine are going to be less training and more coaching, meaning I want more collaboration around a topic until they take ownership. And I want to make sure that I have allowed them time to translate what they're learning into a behavior that they're going to take with them. And really, that applies whether it's training in nature, coaching in nature, or a lab of sorts, where it's totally hands-on scenario-based. But Kind of look at the nature of your workshop to understand it and allow your people to understand it as they're coming into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. I think I think the other thing here and, and some of our students and some of our potential students listening might be going, but I only talk about this one thing. How do I make it a workshop? And that's one of the beauties of working in the speaker lab is because we can take your keynote and show you how much deeper you can go layers and layers and layers. And so how does this, uh, let's explain, because I think this is really important. One, yes, you can take your keynote and make it a workshop, but two, what is the financial benefits for our, our speakers in being able to offer something like this? Yeah, really great question. Think of it this way. Um, Again, these are different channels that you're using to communicate your messages. And in a business, you choose those, you know, you choose your vision first and impact, which we do at the Speaker Lab. We help them to define that, you know, really clearly their impact that they're wanting to make and the problems they're wanting to solve in getting people to that impact. And that kind of alignment also parallels with the streams of income that they're going to decide on. So a keynote might be one way that they're going to 
channel their message, that they're going to communicate their message. Another one would be workshops. And then they decide, okay, um, as I did, that workshops are going to be 60% of my business. And the keynotes, when I was starting out, were about 30% of my business. And then as I've moved through, I've also added a live event. So that's about 10% of the business. So you that allows you to see not only the channels you're going to be communicating these messages through, but those streams of income, the percentages, which will inform you on where your intentional strategies need to go and your priority, how you're going to time manage the business. So for me, it was workshops. So I can speak into this and the profitability behind it because in establishing it as 60% of my business and reaching a goal, a financial goal that I had that was pretty robust at the end of the year, then that workshop business had to really be robust. Mm -hmm. So I started by deciding that I wasn't going to just do one signature workshop, but I was going to do a series of workshops. And this is the other thing that you can decide for your business. You know, and and like you said earlier, it's like an onion that we're peeling back. As they decide the impact they want to make, we help them to determine the problems they're solving. And that can be multiple layers that inform them on their content so that they're all aligned to this end goal. And then they put those messages into these streams of income. If one is workshops and they're determining they really want a robust package and they want to do a deep dive into that organization, then like me, they might choose to have three or four series of workshops that they put together that all build on one another. So when they go to the decision maker, they can say, I'd like to come in and work once a month with this team, whether it be like a department and they contact that department head and there is training budgets in each department Mm -hmm. or like I did an exec team. I start with the exec team. I work a year once a month with that team and then two leadership benches. Mm -hmm. And in that, I deliver on those workshops and then I've scaled and added other things as I built the relationship. And so that's the other key thing. It opens the door to scaling and adding other things. So the workshop is a can be a robust part of their business where they decide how much time they want to give that workshop. It may just be having multiple clients and doing one signature workshop that they go in and deliver for two hours. Mm-hmm. to one team, maybe the IT team or the sales team or the HR or the exec team or a business where it's a group of businesses or it could be an online event, you know, where they're delivering more of a webinar style. And so you've got to kind of look at what it is that you can do in this workshop space and what your package needs to look like but it can be pretty robust. Take it from someone who made it a, a a really significant part of her business. Yeah, no, for sure. I think too, um, I think you're bringing up a really good point there. Like if you love doing workshops, really do an assessment of the industry that you're serving and make sure that you're, you're creating a workshop that's really creating a solution for their biggest problems. And usually- mm-hmm. Uh, whether they're entrepreneurs or startups or corporations or even nonprofits, um, 
there's usually more than one problem. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. And so if you can let them see how a series of workshops or um, a series of online events that can be deemed workshops can mm-hmm. solve these great problems, uh, that that's serving, that's meeting your client where they need to be met, which is really, um, really an important thing for us to do as speakers, right? Um, we can assume they need something, but it's mm-hmm. a really good thing to ask them. And, and we talk about this a lot. We have to give our businesses that room to evolve and grow. And when you start hearing something over and over, you could say, oh, that's an opportunity. I could do a a lunch and learn keynote that then unfolds into a three-part series workshop for these people, right? So just keeping eyes and ears open to the needs of the industry that you're serving is really critical to the growth uh, of your business. Really yeah, important. what you're talking about right now, Mary Alice, and I'm so glad you brought it up because it's the integrity, you know, mm-hmm. of of our expertise. It is consistently meeting our customer where their need is. And so it, it's, you know, you can't do that unless you have ongoing conversations with them, unless you're testing the market, unless you're getting out there and talking to them about what you're producing and does it meet a need, does it resonate? Doing an informal survey with those in your community, making sure you stay tapped in to, you know, what are the trends, what are the needs, what's their current challenges? Um, One of the things that I do is I meet with that team before I ever decide that I'm going to work with the team. And so I ask for that meeting Mm-hmm. And I ask a couple of really specific questions. I, you know, I, I, it's all about them. It's what are, you know, what's your, it's kind of a SWOT analysis. It's your strengths and where the winds are right now in your culture. And, and what do you see is the strength of your people. And then, you know, we move into where are your challenges and your gaps right now, your pain points. Mm-hmm. And we see if we're a good fit. We don't want to come across as desperate in this space right. because it yeah. never works out well. No. And, you know, this is about us being aware of the need, always tapped into that. So when we go and we meet with them, it is about them. This is a relational business. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up as far as the need of our audience always. Yeah. And I I think truly just to to add another layer of that, if you're if you're running a business in that integrity, the more or the next for your business will naturally come. It will mm-hmm. will organically unfold for you because you are coming of course, yes, we're making money. Money's wonderful. We want to make yeah. money. Absolutely. But we also are in the business of service, right? And so if we're serving our people and we're paying attention to their needs, and again, we keep hearing something that's coming up and we say, I could fix that. I know how to fix that. Well, that next branch to your business then unfolds. And it it could just be a new, wonderful workshop or a new, wonderful Mm -hmm. keynote. I'm not saying you have to reinvent the business, but just really eyes and ears open all the time and in that integrity it's amazing how that the messages and the downloads, I call them, will organically come to you and you'll be the go-to person in your industry because of that, because you're yeah. always innovative and coming up with the next best thing for your people. Yeah. Well said. 
Yeah. So love to know for those who are like, yeah, I want to do a workshop. What would you say are some of the critical components to a workshop presentation? Yeah. I love this question because um, you mentioned earlier that um, it's really important to understand the purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we, we develop out these streams of income, but each time we develop them, we need to be really clear as to the purpose behind them. And they need to uh, continue to align to this greater impact because that not only motivates us to really dig in and get the right content, but it motivates us to, as you said earlier, define the need in front of us. We should always ask very meaningful questions of the person hiring us so that we know the audience that we're about to serve. Mm-hmm. The ones that are going to come into our workshop space, we sh- we really should have asked a lot of questions before they get there. What's their expectations of this? Have we communicated the purpose well to them? I've had those show up and, and they have said, we're not sure why we're here, but the leadership told us to be here. Oh, boy. I'm like, oh no, no, no. I, <laughs> I'll make it worth your while. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's not my favorite space, but mm-hmm. I quickly shift that and show them what the purpose is. So I, hopefully it's been communicated before, but it's up to us be very relational with the decision maker and make sure we communicate what the purpose is what the benefit to their organization is, what the outcomes are, and if we're meeting those expectations, what's kind of the pain point of the audience that's coming in, mm-hmm. and what are what are their current wins? And so in that, we have a better sense of how to serve them. So that's the first thing, the component of purpose mm-hmm. with the workshop of just making sure we understand that. I would say, too, that... Um, You know, it's really important that we understand this benefit that I mentioned earlier and that we've defined those so that the purpose leads to the benefit. And so I communicate that from the beginning. I say to my group, we're going to try to communicate these principles, but then translate them to behavior so that you know what your next steps are when you leave here so that it has a lot of value for the organization. It's not just us delivering information. It is them translating that into behaviors or we're really not going to see a lot of impact that we've made. So that component of purpose and benefit to the organization and to our audience and communicating that that's where the real value comes in. But there's other really important, I think, components to a dynamic workshop, because Mm -hmm. you can be any old workshop. But let me tell you, I have learned to do this experience in it. So it involves lots of variety of innovation and, you know, food and fun activities and a variety of things that I've kind of specifically made my own within that workshop. So I encourage our listeners, if you're doing a workshop, be innovative with this. Make sure that you use some new apps that you use some really innovative exercises. I love a company called IDEO. I go and get some of their their interesting exercises. And I use a lot of different tools in the space 
from huge post-it notes to yes. you know, butcher paper to everything else to make it innovative mm-hmm. and dynamic. And, and I really try to incorporate some of the current trends and apps and ways of doing the workshop so that it's a little bit more innovative. We also, you know, there's a lot of interactive apps where they can, I remember we were doing this heads up game. Oh, yeah. And what I did was I actually put my leaders, I was able to customize that, put the leaders in there. So we were able to customize it for that particular group. Oh, that's and great. So use those innovative type of things to deliver on customer experience and innovation and the tools that are going to make it more dynamic. Also think about the fact of this is small group in nature. So break down those small groups, really have them interacting. The dynamics of that is really, that's important. I'm meeting with leadership before to understand the dynamics too, and who maybe needs to cross communicate, who needs to understand each other a little bit better and the dynamics of the organization. So make sure that's incorporated in your dynamic workshop and that you have all these various components. If it's online, do breakouts, do music, do some fun things like we do at TSL for our Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> it's so workshops. true. <laughs> yeah. Because you could have a workshop. I mean, anybody yeah. can put together a workshop, but if you want to make it dynamic, I love the points that you're making. Um, I used to do a two-day business event for my mastermind, for my women mastermind. Um, and I also did a year a yearly retreat for women to come in and just learn about how do you build a business, right? And so there was all these different components, mindset and money and strategy and marketing and all the things. And I I did this exercise where I had everyone stand up. And this is really important if you want to make it dynamic to physically move, like think about children. Children are the most creative beings because they're playful and they move and they use energy, right? If you want to pull out this creative and innovation and collaboration, you have to be like children. It's really, really important, especially when you have a bunch mm-hmm. of adults in a conference room, right? That's that's like, quote unquote, working. Um, but yeah. music is so important and also having that physicality of getting them up and doing things. And so I had them, and these are all entrepreneurs who are aspiring to grow to six figures. And I had them walk around the room as music was playing and show everybody physically how they feel about their current bank account balance. (laughs) (laughs) And these women, man, they got into it. They were throwing up in the corner. They were crying. They were folded over. Some of them were like jumping up and down and all excited. And and then we did a whole visual, right? So then you bring them back, right? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of this That's up great. and down. You bring them up and down so that they can really experience and have those emotions. And then we did a whole meditation on on what it looked like when you were as a successful entrepreneur and they got back up and we had loud music playing and what's your bank account look like now? And they were jumping and dancing and high-fiving each other. I mean, it was just amazing. <laughs> So I I really think I I can't drive that home enough to just have people sitting in a chair, workshopping and that it's not a good idea. Markers, big poster boards, all like really, and get them up, get them dancing, get them moving, shaking and grooving and all that stuff. I mean, you know, don't worry about HR. Like you don't want to get in trouble, but 
you know, you want to make it fun. You want to, yeah, make it you fun. really do. You know, there's so many innovative ideas. And, and so really think through that, you know, before you go in, I'm like you, I'm always pulling in um, these huge boards from, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah. And I remember doing these swishes and a, a triangle and a variety of things. And they had to finish them out into creative types of, you know, pictures. And it started that creativity innovation kind of day is what we were doing, you know, the leadership and innovation. But but in that, there's just so many, um, so many a variety of interesting ideas that you can pull in, but you've got to really be thinking about how to engage them and make it more dynamic. We don't lose the purpose in that. It highlights the purpose. It brings it to life. Mm-hmm. And the more that they're moving, I also think about your time frame for it, mm-hmm. Um Mine is about my my max is about at the three hours, but it's two to three hours um, unless it's an offsite retreat, which I do those. That's part of how I've scaled. And so in an offsite, they know that they're going to be there for the day. And we really build in a lot of a variety of things so that they're always moving. We build in panels and we build in a variety of team building exercises. So they're always moving and, and, and learning. Mm -hmm. And so in that, you know, again, think about your purpose. Um, Ours is to cross communicate, build, you know, that bonding with teams. Um, We experienced that when we were at our TSL workshop Mm-hmm. And the gentleman who came in and he was moving us constantly mm-hmm. and he just had really interesting questions. Mm-hmm. We had to go find a partner, ask them interesting questions. We had a certain time frame and then we would move to the next partner. And in between, he would show us a principle that related and a story that made it come alive. And it was such a dynamic workshop, wasn't it? Totally. To this day, I go to every cashier. Tell me something interesting. Tell me this, a fun fact about yourself. (laughs) People love it. People love it. But yeah, it could be as simple as that. And you still get the content across. Actually, the content actually stays because you opened up those creative pathways to receive. And that's really important. Even for us old folk, it's important, right? So um, speak for yourself, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but can I, you tell though our listeners can tell we love this innovative space you know workshop know. we like to come up to with these ideas but it it is a goal as uh, as we are speakers whether you're keynoting or workshopping at the end of the day we're there to move people to get them to think differently to feel differently to be inspired in a way that maybe they weren't inspired or think in a way that they've never thought before and so yes we can get up and do a keynote and talk about our topic Or we can get up and do a keynote and knock their socks off, right? And that's that's always the goal. And the same thing with a workshop. You know, you could do a workshop and you could have your PowerPoint, you could have your flip charts and all that. That's great. I'm not saying that Mm -hmm. that's not great, but a dynamic workshop is going to get the whole person involved physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually. If you just designed a workshop 
based off of those four principles, Mm -hmm. you will nail it every single time. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to worry about the content because you already have the content. It's just about really going deeper into it. Um, This has been amazing. I think that, you know, your information and your knowledge is incredible. If you're working with us at the speaker lab and you're curious about uh, workshops, definitely book a call with Nanette. Um, She will get you there, but uh, I want to wrap up with some fun questions just to get to know you personally. Right. Love Um, that. And nothing crazy, but just a couple of things. (laughs) Oh, come on. Rapid, rapid fire crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'd love to know if you had a choice uh, for your favorite place, would it be the beach, mountains, lake, or somewhere else? Oh, wow. I live on the beach. And so I I have the beauty in front of me all the time. So you always kind of want to go where you yeah every day. So I would probably choose mountains. Okay. Something a little different, but really my every day is at the beach mm. and, and it's not just the Gulf, which is in front of me. Um, it's, it's the Bay because it mm. has a little bit of that variance, you know, it's got yeah. the trees and it's got the, the sailboats out there and then it's got the water. So it's got all of those different components. All right. Now you're making me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first thing you would do if you won the lottery million dollars. Oh, wow. That is actually a, a, a not not a real hard one. And I don't want to sound overly like, um, but at this season in my life, I, I don't have a lot of need for things. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have my, my, my family that is key to me. Yeah. So I would really kind of make sure that their trusts, their, you know, a variety of trusts are all in place. And, and then I would probably set up, I have a heart for those um, who are starting businesses. So Mm -hmm. I would probably have something. And then there's some key things in this world that I would like to generously give more to, to stop. trafficking, you know, of individuals and, you know, some other real key things that we're already involved in, but I would just give, give more, more. So love it. I would say those. Love it. All right. If you had to pick a favorite meal, is it breakfast, lunch, or dinner? So I would say dinner. And Italian is, although my husband is an amazing cook, so whatever he cooks, I of course you pick dinner. Privilege, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because he cooks me dinner every night. I mean, really, word the beach, a man who cooks. What else do you have over there? I know for sure. And everyone just come visit us, and we'll cook for you. Oh, um, <laughs> layered, layered will be up for you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a breakfast girl because when dinner comes, I'm like, well, ah, I don't want to cook, but I do love to cook. But you know, after a long day, it's kind of the That's last right. thing you want to do. That's right. Let's just oh, do leftovers. Man. I just got to call layered. <laughs> All right. If you had to choose a specific type of movement, workout, exercise, what activity would you choose? Would it be workout in the gym, hike in nature, yoga, or something else? It would definitely be be outside and, you know, not a gym for me. It would be, you know, walking and, you know, just doing things with other people. I'm more of a social exerciser instead Mm -hmm. of a loner exerciser. So, you know, taking my grandbabies for walks, you know, going to the park, doing things outside. Yeah. All right. 
Last one, something you would love to change in this world. That's a big one, Mary Alice. We were just talking a little bit about this. Like these questions aren't that hard. I mean, come on. (laughs) You just want to change the world with what? Come on, Annette. (laughs) Um, The dynamic workshops. There we go. The the family unit is important to me. Mm-hmm. And and so I want our our young people, our, you know, those who are going into families and create, you know, they they're getting married, they're having families. I want them to have all the support mm. that they need and the mentoring that they need. I've kind of been devoting a lot of my time over the years to mentoring moms. Um, and so I want that to continue where they feel supported in every way possible and be a mm. part of that. Yeah. Love that. Families help, help infuse wonderful, happy, loving families. That's a good thing. Yeah, well, sure. Lynette, you're awesome. Thank you for all that you do. And, uh, this was great. I think, uh, workshops are on the rise now that COVID's over and people are getting yeah. together more and more, we're getting this question. And it's a great question. I think the good news for our students who have worked through their talk, you already have the content. Now it's just yeah. creating the experience. And so um, you don't have to come up with a whole new thing. That's the good news. Um, but like I said, definitely check out Nanette if you want to talk a little bit more about turning your keynote into a dynamic workshop. We hope you all have a great day. Thanks so much for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.